Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's very common too for, for Uruguay. They, they, uh, they learn British English. Um, so it makes sense as well. Um, all right. Impact over attention. I love the subject and topic. We got to dive in kind of hot and heavy on that fast. So, yeah. um, how, how did you come to this conclusion in <laughs> such an attention seeking world? Gosh. Okay. So I'll give you, there's two angles that, that this comes from. Uh, first is I'll start out with the carnal, if we will, <laughs> is sure. I was in an ad agency and all we did was chase attention for clients. And man, that is young man's work. It is exhausting. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. Um, and it, there's a lot of cool stuff, but I just got exhausted by, by literally the second you figure something out and the second you get attention, it's over and you got to do it again. Uh, and so I just kind of was on that wheel for a while. And that's what started this process for me. Um, and then, uh, surprise COVID gave me some time to think. <laughs> mm. And I, I just, um, my pastor, I did his, uh, like his, what do they call it when he's in graduate school, like his senior thesis sort of thing on uh -huh. solitude and was talking about it. I was like, I'm gonna try this out. Let's see what that's all about. And, um, what ended up happening is I got a lot of time alone on purpose. And then I started making huge leaps in my faith, not on purpose. <laughs> um, mm. And it all came together. I'm like, Oh, okay. So we were made for community with God, which just only requires me and him. Uh, and so that's, that was the seed for the idea that's now kind of grown into something that's more action oriented and getting other people involved with it. Dude, that's, that's massive. Um, I came <clears throat> to that same conclusion. However, uh, I was curled up in fetal position, bawling my eyes out in the closet at 30 something years old. Um, when I, I came to that exact same realization. Um, so it's interesting how we have different paths to, to come to, uh, that, uh, to come to know what's important for us in life, but that sense of belonging, um, and, and that belonging with God trumps all. Um, yeah. It, it really does. For those of you who, who may not feel or, or see that, um, you know, bear with us, um, you know, bear with us on our, on our uh, quest for God, mm -hmm. while also recognizing that we're going to be talking about this secret weapon to weapon of solitude, which is what Jake Jordan has brought to the table. I'm just here to color comment and excited about the concept because it resonates so well with me. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I am really excited to bring on stage my brother, Jake Jordan. Um, and when I say brother, you know, that, that, that term means something so deep to me that is, is hard to quantify from several angles. And I think it's very important those who are listening understand that. Um, so it, when it comes to my religious faith and background, we call each other brothers and sisters. In addition to that, I come from a family of 15 half and step brothers and sisters. Um, what most people don't know is I'm probably the best in the world at that game, two truths and a lie. Um, because two of my truths are one, I'm an only child 
and two, I have 15 half and step brothers and sisters. How can that be true? Um, yet they both are. Um, so again, it's an, it's a pretty easy game for me to win. Um, nonetheless, when you grow up in a yours, mine and ours household, um, and you are also raised by a single mom of six, you find yourself in other households, um, with other families, uh, it becomes pretty easy to start calling other people, mom, um, and also other people, your brothers and sisters. It doesn't mean that I don't have a strong, uh, value for the word, I would say I have a very enhanced value of the word and can see and feel that above and beyond what what a nuclear family um, may may be able to. I don't know. I don't have a nuclear family. So uh, feel free to challenge that if you if you do. Um, that said, when I when I again, when I call somebody a brother, um, it's because I believe we're all brothers and sisters in this world. And I just want you to know where I come from. So you can you can leverage, you know, the the, the types of of uh words that you so you can understand where i'm coming from you know it's really important if you're gonna be listening to me you might as well know what my point of view is um now on the sponsorship side another brother of mine sean and julian lechuga have the wellness shop 365 and i love their approach to health and wellness because it goes far beyond um just making sure that you have the right exercise plan the right nutrition the right supplements this integrative approach to wellness They've centered around a wheel that's called the 365 um, Wheel of Life. And this wheel goes into how's your joy? How's your spirituality? How's your creativity? Uh, what about your education, your health? Um, of course, there's physical activity, the home cooking, but also your relationships. And as I saw the depth of this wheel, um, I was like, man, this thing, if we could turn, if we could turn this wheel into something that was designed for 2024, and help people understand the value of assessing these different categories of their life, then bam, you know, just, I, I think you get where I'm going with that. So I'm really excited to see Julianne and Sean both continue to develop this process and help people find balance far beyond the diet, um, far beyond the exercise. Then there's Melissa Gray in the, the lawspot.com. Uh, Melissa Gray, fantastic individual. I hosted her on my show. And her nurturing nature is what stood out to me most as an attorney. Um, when it comes to my clients, as I hosted her and I'm just thinking in the background, like, man, I got this attorney on, uh, on my show and she's got this wonderful personality and she's got this depth of wisdom too. She's able to break down complex uh, processes into uh, a simple language that I can understand. And as I thought about my clients and all of the hundreds of entrepreneurs that I've worked with, in fact, thousands, including the restaurants that I've worked with, um, I would bet less than 5% of them have a retained legal counsel, meaning that if they got into a legal issue, they would know exactly who to go to. Now, out of those 5%, I bet most of them, I would bet more than 50% of those are overcharged for the retainers that they that they have with, with said lawyer. Um, and they probably didn't go through the most uh, sophisticated due diligence process to hiring that counsel. Maybe it was somebody who was referred by a family friend. Um, now, again, uh, the only my real point with this is if we're going to be wise stewards of the visions that we're building, and we're going to make sure to delegate these uh, these I don't know. I guess our, our risks to somebody else. We probably should know who it is we're, we're going to be uh, contracting. We should probably learn more about those systems in order to better protect ourselves and our visions. And I just, I can't be more honored to have the lawspot.com 
um, as one of our sponsors and uh, to be involved as well in helping Melissa establish her vision of, of simplifying legal um, legal realities for business owners. Then there's the water project and the water project is near and dear to my heart. This is an opportunity for us to help the millions of people in the world gain access to clean drinking water who don't have access to this. Um, we get to take clean drinking water for granted. Um, and those of us who are listening to this podcast, most of us have access to that probably within 10 yards of, of where we're sitting. Um, these individuals, they, their kids have to leave school to go get water for their communities during the middle of their education. Moms and dads have to go get water instead of work. Um, the ability for us to impact generations and change lives is no more than a click of a button and a few dollars. Away. Um, if you're in a position to give back, then I highly recommend taking a look at these projects, seeing what it is you're giving to, learning about the outcome that's going to be achieved. And what's really cool about the water project is they actually show you the outcome, the updates for the community as the project goes along. You get to see the fruits of your labor um, come to fruition. And this picture that was just on the screen, these kids are celebrating water like it's Christmas Day. Um, it fills my heart. It breaks my heart simultaneously. Um, but the, the way that the water project is going about uh, impacting these lives uh, means, means seriously, it means so much to me. And if you have a cause that you'd like to see us highlight, support, discuss, just drop that cause in the comments. Um, this isn't a competition of, you know, oh, we can only talk about this. This is the only thing that matters. If there's something else out there that you'd like to see us put our attention on, then don't hesitate to share it because you never know how impactful your share will be if you decide to share uh, what, you know, what needs are out there. We have 8 billion people to help on this in this world. And we're going to do a better job of that by coming together um, and bringing great ideas together. So without further ado, uh, Jake Jordan is here to increase our profits. Uh, I like how he says this. This is a bold statement on his LinkedIn. He says, increase your profits without losing your soul. Um, now, I don't, I don't think a lot of you are losing your soul, so I will, I will share that. But I can appreciate the hyperbole on this because maybe there are some people who do sacrifice their soul in the process of striving to gain attention. I also love his mic drop moment where he said, attention once you have it is kind of gone versus impact um, leading him uh, leading him a little bit with this. But impact is something that once you make an impact that's profound, people usually don't forget what you've done. So um, then he's got on here finding 100,000 in profit in under five minutes. Um, we're going to we're going to push the limits of uh, of what Jake's knowledge is based on some of these opportunities. But. Um, this aspect of solitude as well. We're going to dive deep into that because um, him and I are both believers in the value of solitude. So Jake, thank, Jake, thank you so much for being on my show. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. I really appreciate the invite and the atmosphere. And gosh, you got some good sponsors there too. That's, it's not that often that you hop on and go, I want to know about more about the sponsor. Yeah, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for honoring us with that. And uh, let's, let's dive in. Um, so my first question for you um, is, what is your vision for those that you serve? Yeah, so like you said, we're going to go right at it. Uh, my goal in life is to glorify God with the gifts that he's given me. And my vision is to spark those into action that want to use God's vision for their life in a bigger way than they are today. It just so happens it's my business as well. Absolutely. Well, very good. And it sounds like you've you've aligned those principles, philosophies with your, your ability to provide for yourself and your loved ones. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it's and it, it's fortunate because not everyone is able to do that uh, mm-hmm. ever. Sometimes um, I actually really like Mike Rose' take on this, the Dirty Jobs guy, where he talks about don't chase your passion, bring your passion with you. Uh, and so mm-hmm. when you do that, uh, there's a lot better chance that you're working from a place of, you know, genuine nature of who you are. Uh, so yeah, that's. I, I love being aligned. It's actually one of the major things I help my clients do is congruency is a word that's just not fun to market. But I mean, gosh, at the end of the day, I'm helping people be aligned and congruent with what heck their business is doing, which is why I can say I can find you 100K in five minutes because there's so many incongruencies out there in the world today that, uh, that we all can just look at. See, I love that. Um, I love the philosophy. George Wheeler and I were just talking about that in the last podcast about leadership and how we sometimes get sucked into um, into the common conversations that are out there. And mm-hmm. and we were talking about that in terms of, you know, the ideal client. That's the mm-hmm. shift I took on it. Um, and I think it's going to apply more to this show than to his in mm-hmm. that we oftentimes find ourselves communicating so often with the common client and we start to sell to the common client versus mm. staying congruent, staying focus on our ideal client and the needs. Right. The, then when the ideal client comes along, you're no longer talking about what the ideal client solution is because you've fallen into this trap. Um, and so what I, what I would share with you is even though there's less of an audience for congruency, the right audience is often looking for it. And that may be one out of 100. It may be one out of 10. Uh, what's been your experience like that? What, how many... What percentage of people out of a hundred um, mm-hmm. in your normal day to day world um, mm-hmm. are are hear you talk about congruence and go like this? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's less than one in a hundred. Uh, like I said, that word is not something people like, uh, or maybe they just don't resonate with particularly around their business. So I actually use other ways to do. It. That's why I talk about uh, solitude. That's something uh, most Christians can think about and vibe with, and that's why mm-hmm. I talk about more like buyers' journeys or market, you know, market and sales terminology where people go, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like my, my bar's journey is broken or my, my funnel isn't working or whatever terminology we're using this week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Well, let's dive into that five when we got five minutes. So let's dive into this hundred thousand dollars in five minutes. Um, uh, yeah. opportunity theory formula framework. I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. disrespect it. Um, yeah. so teach us just, I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, so here's the idea is, if you were just to go get an MBA at any sort of school uh, and learn uh, particularly around um, business and profit levers and things like that, things that some people may find boring, but they want to make more money. There's like five big buckets that every business works in, whether they know it or not. And then in each of those five buckets, there's 10 to 12 to 15 little things you can do in each that are are mini levers, if you will, inside the buckets. Um, And so this is not, any sort of special sauce. This is nothing that's mine. That I can't show you exactly where to, to go find it on the internet. Uh, it's just that we don't always know where to look to find like the highest leverage points. And we don't necessarily have a team or an intention to work on something specific for an amount of time. And I'll give you an example. Uh, so you, you run a uh, podcast, right? And I know you were, you run several podcasts. Uh, and I know you're in the commercial real estate side. Uh, and I know that you in particular, you are, aren't you? Some aren't you no, you, you know? that's okay. I had, I hosted a guy who 
hopefully one day he'll he'll say Jackson be my 50 50 partner on this and <laughs> I thought you had a commercial real estate podcast as well no I, okay. I no I know do you have another one I have one called the power take um and it's about business news okay okay cool all good. I, I know, dude, okay. you, every visionary that's on this show is happy right now and going, oh, I'm not the only one who, you know, who's, <laughs> we got, you got so many opportunities coming your way. I get it. And you have a podcast of your own though, right? I do. I do. Actually, I just learned that like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. Uh, okay. So there you uh, go. What's the podcast? Good company. Mine's called uh, the Simple Profits Podcast. So Simple it's, Profits it's podcast. out of- You interview people? We, I do. I do. Okay. Well, you owe me. I get to go in. I, I do. There we are. It's done. <laughs> so, see how we can, we can manipulate people into with coercion into to that's getting right. what we want, guys. No, that's not, that's not what we teach them. <laughs> uh, all right, Jordan, go ahead. Uh, Jake. Okay. So Golly, Jake Jordan got it. Good. See, now you have to be on. Now you owe me. So <laughs> I, do. I do. How are you? Okay. Well, the, the idea is like you have a model, right? And you have a podcast and it creates attention, which is a, a good thing. There's something wrong with creating attention. It gets you engaged with interesting people, um, maybe potential partners, potential clients. Um, it's it's a great way to to gain uh, notoriety around people that you want to talk to. That is one thing inside of one big bucket inside of about 60 things you can do in a day to create more profit for your business. Right. So how do you know which of the other 59 to work on? Hmm. And I would ask you that, how, Jackson, how do you know? <laughs> yes that's thanks for the segue <laughs> for, uh, for those non-podcasters uh, for the ones who aren't listening i pointed up to uh the heavens go ahead that's right that's right and that that's where we start for sure um and but you know like strategically you got to go what, what stage of business am i at how much money am i making right now what's my biggest profit center today is it an ongoing one or is it a stagnant one or a stagnant you know just a one-time purchase um like there's just a lot of questions we we just overlook. And so I would say, you know, sponsorship, I'm guessing that you can make money off a of sponsorship off this podcast. That's one way you can make money off of one activity you're doing. But what if it's really hard, it's taking up 20 hours of your week just to get that one sponsor in the door. Is that the best use of your time? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So what, what we do is we go through and spend about really about 45 minutes together. And I ask you a whole bunch of questions about your business. And then we go, well, look at these two or three areas that you're already doing pretty well, that if we just added a couple hours and took away from these others, by the end of the year, you'd add 10, 100, $500,000, just depending on the size of your business. Yeah, so it's, absolutely. it's, it's math. It's math. There you go. Um, but you got an assessment available to help people through the five minute exercise, correct? I do. I do. And um, I mean, if I, I, think I, it's if I were watching, you know, and you're like, well, I don't know about this guy or not. Take the five minute assessment, you know, and then and then judge him. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, like it's like well, you lose five minutes. Um, yeah. you know, and then you have the chance to see, is this the critical thinker that I need by my side? Right? Is he headed yeah. in the right direction to help me think about things from a critical angle to help me assess and see are these the points of leverage uh mm -hmm. that will that will help me move my life forward? And a lot of times that's what we're missing. Um, you know, is that is that person to help us think through things uh beyond our, our own capacity to see. Even if, you know, we're, we're turning to God for, for help, a lot of times he wants us to turn back towards our peers um, and see who around us is able to, to support the visions. So uh, yeah, you have another thought on that before we move? Go ahead. Yeah, I was say, to say, to piggyback on that, I, you know, God does put people around you to counsel you. 
And I definitely Absolutely. think you should have experts in your life and coaches and different things like that if, if it makes sense for you. Um, but to go back to kind of where the, the title of the episode is, is if, if we're not spending some time sitting with God each day, then we're not tapping into the best source of knowledge and wisdom that we have. Um, and then we actually don't even know what to bring to our peers that, that makes the most sense. Uh, so that's, that's where that kind of rolls back to the solitude. You know, when I was younger um, and in, you know, I grew up going to church and stuff and against my will most of the time, um, you know, my mom uh, was so good about making sure we were in the right place. Um, and so you kind of grow up with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and sometimes a little bit of a, a um, you know, against this type of stuff. And one of the things that bothered me because I sucked at it was pray always, right? There's a, uh, there's a scripture that says pray always. And it's like, how the heck? Can I pray always? And wow, like I feel like such a failure um, when I when I'm, you know, I, I don't usually not pray always. It's like a week later and I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't prayed in a week. Um, you know, that that's how I grew up, kind of resistant to the path and and very lazy with the disciplines that were, were given to me um, that I saw as being forced upon me. Right. And really the profound nature, like the shift that I've made in my life to gravitate mm -hmm. towards that has, you know, even as a missionary at 19, I was still struggling with this concept, even though we were praying about a hundred times a day, mm -hmm. um, you know, coming back to the real world, living life, um, running a family and all that. I can, I would agree wholeheartedly with you. My absolute What's, secret weapon. I'm curious what the, the shift was in your thinking that, because to me, it was just a switch that happened. There wasn't okay. some sort of circumstances where I went, I did this and I did this and did this. And like all of a sudden I figured out how to pray continually. It's like God just flipped that switch for me one day after he decided. Amazing. So I don't know if it happened that way for you or. That's amazing. No, no, no. Um, I'm a much more difficult learner. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I take the path that's hard most of the time, um, you know, and, and so, and that's, not necessarily even a choice. It's just kind of part of my identity, um, you know, I, I guess. And I, there's a choice in it. Um, but, you know, for those of you who are out there who are a little bit more stubborn um, in life and, and struggle to pick up what's easily placed in front of you, I'm that guy, too. Um, you know, and and so it was a it was a progression. It's always been a progression, a steady mm -hmm. progression and incline. And granted, here, here's what. Here's one of the biggest turning points. One of my mission, my mission president, um, you know, he I was complaining about something again. Um, and, and he's like, Jackson, he called me Elder Callum. Um, you know, did, do you realize you are the luckiest person on earth? And he meant that hmm. like he meant that for me specifically. And he told me I was part of his starting five on his mission. And I was hell to deal with uh, when it came to I don't want to babysit other missionaries. I, if you got in my way, like get out of the way. I got people to go serve. Um, you know, I, I did not have a love for those I was serving with. I had a love for the people that I need to find. Mm -hmm. And he, and when he was explaining to me about how lucky I was, um, he talked about the trajectory of growth and how the experiences that I had had in life. Um, you know, yes, I might start out here, down here, while other people have started up here. But a lot of people that started up here in life. He didn't, he didn't say they were complacent, but their trajectory of growth might sure. be kind of linear, uh, might be kind of flat and horizontal. Yep. He said, he said, your trajectory of growth is like this, dude. Um, mm -hmm. He's like, 
I know you're not here right now, but with the with the path that you're on for for personal development, for moving your life forward, mm-hmm. it's like imagine where you'll be decades from now. Um, yep. And that's you know that that insight. Once I learned that that was my case too, now I had more control as well over choosing to be that way and honoring the fact that I'm not behind. Um, and I just have a different sphere that I'm learning from, a different perspective that I've came from. So, yeah. you know, if, if you have this life switch thing, awesome. And you're probably on the same trajectory. I'm not here to say your trajectory is better than mine. Mine's better than yours, et cetera. Yeah. But the, it has very much been a, a calculated progression of what more can I do to lock into my best self and my best powers? And then am I willing to go to bed at night happy and at peace with my progress because I, I was my best self today. And can I maximize my forgiveness towards myself as well when I fall short? Mm-hmm. Um, that's also been one of those key components is being able to forgive myself and others, but you know, again, primarily myself so that I can unlock my ability to serve everybody that I can to my max capacity. Does that help? Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I, I, I script on me on this show. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's a famous thing. It's you versus you. It's, it's not you versus anybody else. And when that's a big lesson too, for a lot of people to learn that just to understand there, there is nobody else. There's just you and in, in, in your path. Uh, and sure we can observe and see some cool stuff and, and learn. Yeah. Um, and, and to piggyback on what you were saying there for, for me, what, what I found helped was when I understood and actually truly believed that like really, really God's plan was better than mine. It allowed me to submit more to him. And because of that, I wanted to talk to him more. And so that's how the pray continually kind of started picking up for me. Not because I'm a great prayer, because I'm going, I need help all the time. I'm like, okay, help, 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 help. And then, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, so it's, it's, it's just an output of your beliefs and what you can tell what people truly believe by their actions. Yes. I love that. All right. So uh, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper in this. So your secret power of solitude, secret mm-hmm. weapon of solitude and, and prayer. What does prayer look like for you? Well, there's different types of prayer according to the Bible. Um, but there's really two or three main ways that I think about it. Number one is like intentional sit down structured prayer where I'm going to go through and I'm going to try to make sure I'm doing things that are deepening my relationship with Christ, with God, with the Holy spirit. Um, and that's the solitude I'm talking about. That's what I teach or share what God has, has told me about solitude. It's structured. You sit down, you have some things to do. So that's the first way I look at it. Then the second way, and this happens once you get in solitude is then there's just a response sort of prayer. It's that you're quiet and, and now you've sat for a while and, and your soul is quiet. If, and if you've never experienced that, it's the best thing there is, but you're just sitting there, just peaceful just quiet and you're okay with that. And then you, you know, however you, you see, you know, your relationship with God, he speaks to your heart, your mind, whatever. And it becomes a responsive conversation where you're hearing from God. Right. And that's, that's another type of prayer. And then the third type I've heard called arrow prayers, which is really just kind of like going, Hey, I need some help. Hey, thanks for that. Just one second, one second, just that. And to me, that's pray continually. Like where we're all day long, I'm thinking about God. I'll say something quick in passing. Right. And that's where you get tied into to really being in the spirit, as they say, because you're constantly just relying on that. So that's that's three ways that 
I've heard it explained to me. Nice. Uh, I get to I'll color commentate um, on this part. That you know, and I those are the those are the tradition. I would call those traditional methods of prayer mm -hmm. as well. That especially that first one. Yep. Um, and you know, I I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but there's almost no way that I'm not. Um, you know, it'd be very strange uh, yep. if if I if I wasn't ADHD. Plus, you know, anything like caffeine pills slows me down tremendously. Um, you know, like I I cannot I can't do that. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, I have found, and it took me a while to embrace because you know it's like kneel down stay focused and pray. Um, nah, dude, like I need to walk. Yeah. I need to walk. Yeah. Um, and when I walk, I talk to God. Um, you know, like yeah. that, that's one of my best, uh, solutions and connection points. And, you know, if also the scriptures were such a limit, it was so hard to write, um, you know, like how they used to write, whether it was like mm -hmm. chisel on a rock, um, mm -hmm. you know, it takes forever to probably get your thoughts across. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like texting, you know, or, or voice to text even better. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Hey, write the Bible for me. Um, you know, like that would have been way easier to do. Could have had yeah. more context and depth perhaps, but there's a lot of talks about them going up into the mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and you just think like, okay, cool. He ended up on a mountain. Like have you ever climbed a mountain? Um, especially if you go for several days, now you're talking about wilderness survival mm -hmm. in addition to that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's, you know, there's these, they're like tearing their clothes. They're like yelling and screaming at God or with God or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. There's all these different dynamics and that are, that are far more colorful, um, than that, that kneel and pray thing. Um, and again, I, I don't mean to make something sacred, um, as casual. I don't mean to demean it. They're important aspects of my prayers too. Again, I'd be remiss, though, not to say that my greatest opportunities to connect are usually when I'm doing the dishes and mm -hmm. talking to God, mm -hmm. um, you know, and thinking about meditating on my life and his purpose for me. Or again, going on that walk, unplugging yep. and doing exercises that somebody like Alex Huberman talks about. Um, okay. And he, he talks about like looking at your hand while you're meditating and then looking at an object that's 10 yards away then looking at one that's like 50 yards away, then a hundred yards away. And then thinking internally about yourself and do going through this repeat exercise. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like a methodology behind it, almost like certain steps. I'm not a certain steps guy. And I'm like a, give me the damn bike. Let me ride the bike. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll invent things maybe that you, you don't and that's cool and okay. But like your steps are great and mechanical and there there's value to it. However, I just need to ride the bike, man. Like I just, I just need to get on and go. Uh, yeah. So I think there's a lot of people out there that are that are searching for faith, that are searching for guidance, that want to connect with God, and those are kind of the people I'm I'm drawn to myself <clears throat> and saying like I don't care what you I don't care if you call God a banana, um, right. like you know you can call him whatever you want, you can call him the universe, but don't lose sight of the opportunity to connect with that higher power just because. You know, there's different cultures who box us in based on their own safety nets. Um, yep. And so th thank you again for honoring my opportunity to talk about that. Jake, I'd love to dive into your vision for you. So, so far uh, to this point in your life, what's your vision for you moving forward? You know, it's so I'm about, about to be 46 here in a couple of weeks. And serious. you look yeah. so much younger. That's not fair. I look 46. Um, you are 46. Okay, keep going. Well, so you get to this point and, and it's, this is why sacred steps, I, I have 
come to honor more. And I'm very much an outside the box type of guy, 100% like you. I just want to give me the bike, right? Just get on there, let's go. But um, there are foundations for a reason. And it's like, while we all still quote Zig Ziglar, right? Because he knew something that's an eternal truth. Uh, and so as I get older uh, and, and get to see more of these eternal truths across multiple areas of people's lives, like the banana versus the God, as long as you're honoring and seeking, God rewards that. He'll meet you there, right? As long as you're asking. Right. Uh, and so my my vision moving forward is, is to do a whole lot more what God wants me to do. And it sounds kind of trite, but like I've just reached this point now in my life where I got past my midlife crisis and, you know, bought my sports car and did all the things and went, still didn't help and and came back to God once again in a new refreshed way. And I'm just so happy about that. So what that translates to is helping other people get nearer, just one step closer to God so that they can hear him a little better and then turn around and doing something with it. Because when it comes to my Gallup, my strength finders, if you've never taken that, it's a great assessment. Love it. Um, activator. Um, G activator, connectedness, input, and what was your first uh, strategy? Strategy. Okay, came across as cheap. Um, I was like, no, that's Ooh. not it. No, not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, strategy number one, activator number two, connectedness number three, input number four. Oh, individualization number five. Wow. So I have a pretty unique setup. Um, but that said, activator is number two. So. I don't want to just give you strategy. I want to give you strategy. And then I want us to go right now. Let's go. Let's act on it today. Uh, so I want to get people into action around going and, and connecting with God in whatever way that is, whether it's a book or sitting by the lake for two hours or going up to the mountains for four days, whatever works for you, just go do it. And, and let me help you get there. So I just like sparking people into action and particularly around bigger picture stuff. That's amazing. Uh, those are Those are strengths that I have. Uh, a lot of those I haven't heard um, in somebody before. Not that I'm testing everybody for their strengths finder, but um, <laughs> I've talked to a few dozen people about their strengths um, and, and what they found in that same test. So very cool. Very cool quiz. Um, if you've never done the strengths finder test, it's one of my absolute favorites. Um, what's your what's your worst leadership experience ever? What does that look like? Oh, gosh, you know. I think my answer has changed. I think before it was like I had a bad boss, but like we all have bad bosses sometimes. Um, I actually had a, a worse situation where the leader was good and made some bad decisions. Um, and it, it became a thing where we all got really apathetic. Uh, and I'm a big fan of, of just being genuine and out there. And, and mm. I'll let you know where you stand. If Just let me know where I stand. Let's just work on it and figure it out. And we had this good leader with these good intentions and he screwed up and got embarrassed and then just kind of went back into a shell. Uh, and then the whole team just kind of just didn't want to touch the subject because, you know, we didn't want to bring it back up. But it was really a vision for the future of the company that just got dropped and we went back to business as usual. And so, you know, every leadership problem is not the same. Um, and, and they almost always come back to how people feel, um, not if we all agree on the same direction because we can talk strategy and tactics and, and bring in case studies and decide we're going to do this. But if the people involved don't feel good about it, things won't get done. So that was, that was probably seven years ago now. And it still stands out as one of my least favorite times to, to be working around people. And it wasn't like this, you know, red alarm light no. going out. Oh crap. 
it was just kind of subtle and just grew and I love that. I thank you for honoring that. The the reality that um, you know, to me it reminds me of the quote, good is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and when we fall into that complacent reality, no, it's not gonna make the news. Um, you know, it's not gonna be favorite people's favorite drama story. Right. Um, but it's it can be very easy to fall into that situation. Um it reminds me a lot of how to me life is a lot like a, a river. Um, you know, we're paddling upstream, you know, mm-hmm. and if we're not paddling upstream fast enough, eventually we may find ourselves falling off a waterfall, um, you know, and versus if we paddle upstream uh, the right amount, we might find ourselves at a destination that is more enjoyable um, than the, the current flow of the river that we're on. Um, and, you know, if you look at some of the, I don't know, I guess you'd have to look and compare, like, what type of success do you want in life? And, and is that is the way that they're living while they still have certain problems because they're human beings as well, but is the outcome of their life one which you want those same types of, of outcomes? Um, whether that's, hey, I want to be like Martin Luther King, um, you know, honoring him this week with Dream Week, um, or I want to be like Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know, and, and have all this money and this influence too. Uh, you, we, we all have the choice. Um, to choose the type of paths that we want. And we can usually get the types of outcomes we want, granted that we're in a first world country or granted that we stay super true to the the realities that we want, like The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, um, great book, of a kid coming out of Africa and going to MIT. Um, we have more control than we realize. Um, and even if that's escaping a mediocre situation, um, you know, or escaping a horrible, horrible nightmare of a situation. What's your best leadership experience? So I'm not a name dropper, so I'm not going to, but I, I worked with a, a big guru guy uh, for about 18 months. Um, and he taught me uh, a world-class communication framework um, that changed my life. And, and it's because it was based on listening well and asking questions that are reflective of what you hear and giving people space to, to be more loquacious, to have more words, to, to be able to explain what they mean because you're asking better questions. Uh, and that helps in so many different areas of your life. And, and the leadership part of that was he modeled it. That's how we learned it. We, we just role played and role played and role played and role played. Um, and he even shared uh, really personal experiences so that we could connect with it and not just feel like it was just some sort of training class. And so uh, if you DM me, if you want to hear about who it is and some more about it, I'm happy to show that way. But I just, I'm, I'm not a big, hey, look who I know sort, sort of guy. So, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, no, I don't think it'd be much of that. I think it'd be more just a reference. Um, but yes, you can, you can, well, we'll honor the fact that the, uh, the, we'll honor the opportunity the way you want. Well, to he's got a book coming out about it. So I, I might as well, this way I'm honoring him. Uh, his name's Marcus yeah. Sheridan. Um, who is it? And Marcus Sheridan. Uh, and he wrote a New York Times bestseller called They Ask You Answer. It's a content marketing book. Uh, Joe Paluzzi said it's the best content marketing book ever written. So, and he runs Content Marketing World. So <laughs> I tend to, you know, think he knows what he's talking about. So anyway, he's got a new book called um, Question First, I believe, coming out anytime now. And it's this framework that I was one of the guinea pigs for. That's awesome. Thank you for the resource uh, and the resource beyond the resource, the fountain, um, if you will. Um, that's that's awesome. So 
uh, Vision Pros, make sure to um, take the opportunity to write that down as, as I just did and, and consider checking that out. Um, we'll move into another subject, uh, see what else we can extract from your well. Um, so for this question, um, let's pretend this is the last opportunity that you have to create influence with visionaries. Mm. What powerful lesson can you share with other visionaries that they can learn from your experience? That's so hard to pick one, isn't it? it is. um, well, I'm going to put two in one here, by the way I present it. But there's there's nothing new under the sun. That's Ecclesiastes. Um, and there's nothing that, that isn't out there that you can't grab a hold of. Um, it's what you do with it. And so for visionaries in particular, um, and, and I, I'm a huge recovering visionary. <laughs> so I have way too many ideas and I like too many things and I do too many tasks is give yourself permission to slow down and act all out, burn the ships on an idea that you feel you're being called to going back to that solitude, hearing from God, uh, submitting to the, the ways he has. And I'll give you an example uh, and, and go all in on that and shut everything else down. Make no your word, because when you're when you're able to concentrate and, and ask for accountability around uh, ideas that God has put in front of you, he does all the, the big heavy lifting when you when you obey that. And so that's such a, a lesson I think I'll learn for the rest of my life, just in different you know, seasons based on where I'm at, because I heard that lesson when I was 15, uh, but I'm hearing it a di completely different way now. Um, and so an example is this solitude for CEOs. Right. And so I rebooted my my advisory um, setup for my business. I don't call myself a business coach anymore because there's so many <laughs> different ways people talk about coaches. Are you a life coach? Are you a marketing coach. I'm just a pure business advisor. I'm just going to help you find some money. Um, and what, what I found was as I was setting up my, my marketing plan at the end of Q4, like you do, you sit down, you're taking your strategies. I'm going to go forward with this stuff this next year. I'm going to get these people involved. Um, I just kept hearing God on my walks in the morning, kept hearing God say, stop with your plans. I have a plan. Just, just stop and listen to me. Right. And it it got me back on this solitude for CEOs is I just want you to show CEOs, business owners how to hear me and I will create the relationships out of that you need to move your business forward this year. Don't overthink it. That's what I'm asking you to do. And so it I went through about 45 days of that Him just almost every day telling me that. So I'm with you there, man. I'm a slow learner. I'm very, very <laughs> stubborn. Um, but. I, I now have heard it and accept it and understand it and go, okay, I'm going to honor that to the best I can today. I love that. Um, that's, I want to dive deeper into that. So the secret weapon of solitude, you'd also mentioned the word loneliness um, and on how loneliness and solitude can go hand in hand. Um, there's, there's different ways these words can of course be utilized different contexts, but um, from your, your contextual standpoint, let's, let's talk about, people who are suffering with the negative feeling of loneliness. Um, what are your thoughts on their behalf? Uh, two come to mind. Uh, I'll give the, the more religious answer first is there was a study by Barna that came out just recently, maybe two weeks ago that said people that read their Bible four days a week, actually I'll back up. They said people that read their Bible one day a week don't really show much improvement across just the measures of, of mental health twice a week not really three a little bit 
but there's this magic number between three and four where if you read your Bible four days a week, doesn't matter how long, five, 10 minutes is fine. The markers for mental health go up 40 to 80% across the board, just depending on what you're talking about. Loneliness, uh, connectedness, intimacy with your partner, all these things. It's incredible, right? And I tend to think because there's seven days in a week, if you spend four more, the majority with God, than not, I don't know. just seems like, a, I like, like that. not a coincidence. That's interesting. Uh, it reminds me of, again, another lesson my mission president used to teach, which was actually it's more of an uh, going all in back to your your concept of giving yourself permission to go on for your visions. Right. Mm -hmm. He talked about how if you were one degree off of boiling water, mm -hmm. um, you know, the water is not going to boil mm -hmm. um, yet. Once it reaches its boiling point and it becomes steam, mm -hmm. uh, that steam expands to four thousand percent the, I don't remember what it was, capacity, the mass, except whatever it was, um, it expands that 4,000% point. Um, and he was talking about how the same thing happens when we choose to be 100% obedient versus 99% obedient. And yeah. so I would, I would, I would take that study and say, if I can apply this to my life, right? If I can move towards where I've got four days a week versus three days, well, what would happen if I did seven days a mm -hmm. week? Yeah, you know, sure. what, what would happen for my mental health and my life? And we're not talking about sacrificing every single minute and hour of your day. Um, we're talking about taking a little bit of time. Maybe it's one verse per day with where you're at. Um, you know, maybe it's one chapter per day. Maybe it's an audio of listening versus reading. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways that one can go about applying this. And much like a physical exercise, if you take 10,000 steps per day, and you haven't been doing that <clears throat> again, maybe you need to start with a hundred steps, mm -hmm. but as you, as you pay attention to your body and your mind and what you need with where you're at, the gains will come as you honor the process consistently, or as Jake said, as you're, as you create congruency um, sure. with, with the, the virtues or the exercises that you put in your life. Um, loneliness again, back to that. What are, yeah. what are some symptoms of loneliness that people may be overlooking? Well, the, and this will actually feed into the second thing I was I was talking uh, like about, you know, the religious answer is to just read the Bible more and, and you will your, your soul will open up and you will feel less lonely. But the second part is, uh, is I have found over the years that if you can find one or two people that you can be openly um, super candid with, meaning I share things that I don't share with other people, um, it offers up an opportunity and i saw what amanda bell said in the, the comments over there on facebook about gratitude is that, that up too. you go. become more grateful when you have people that will just listen to you because you feel like you're able to be yourself and all of a sudden it's like it switches something in you to go okay life's not actually that bad i'm actually grateful for these trees on my walk today it starts with something as simple as that and so to to Answer your question about symptoms. It's just a lack of feeling of belonging in, in my head. That's how I think of loneliness. I just don't belong anywhere or I don't belong enough. Like, okay, my family loves me, but I'm still lonely. It, it means you're, you're lacking in something. And of course, you know, as a Christian, I would say you're lacking in a relationship with God, which is where the solitude comes from. But, and then I also think it just means a, a lack of effort on your part. Sometimes, obviously there's lots of, conditions and 
you know, I have special needs sister. Um, I have, you know, family that's medicated in different ways. So I understand there's, there's conditions, but there's also free will. And on your part, when you can, your goal should be to become intimate and to, to take that first step because that reciprocity will come back with the right people. Absolutely. To, to honor the memory of a man who had amazing influence on customer satisfaction and appreciation, Tony Shea, um, you know, who, um, from what I understood, uh, committed suicide, um, you know, took his own life um, and was internally suffering from a position of loneliness. He represents a demographic of alpha leaders in terms of entrepreneurs who go through one of the loneliest journeys that there is. Um, I love your advice to, to try to, you got to seek and find those one to two people. Maybe you don't have them. Maybe they weren't gifted to you in the form of family. Um, you know, some of us were blessed with that. My mom, you know, is, is one of my two people. Um, I also got uh, great siblings, but I have two sisters in particular, um, you know, who are, who are part of that. I can go to them for anything. Um, I got a stepbrother who is technically an ex-stepbrother. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a weird concept. He is one of my absolute best friends and mentors uh, to go to. I got Cynthia on my team who's been with me for a couple of years now, but we've known each other for about eight. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very grateful for the, the tribe of people who, uh, some of them, again, being given to me, some of them being new. Some of them, like my mom and I went for years of, oh my gosh, we couldn't seem to talk without there being an argument or a fight of some kind. We had to wrestle through those. Re we got to wrestle through those opportunities. We made it to the other side of realizing, okay, this is how you communicate. This is how I communicate. Uh, there's a give and pull, a uh, give and take aspect of that relationship until we, I feel like we've gotten to this point now to where it's like, I love you for you. Mm -hmm. And and she loves me for me. And we just, we just get each other um, beyond what we've ever, ever had. And I think Amanda Ball's right. It has a lot to do with being super grateful, um, you know, and, and not losing sight of why we should be grateful for ourselves, our realities, those people who are around us for the goods, that the, the little things that they might do, the big things. Mm -hmm. um, that, that word gratitude is one of the most powerful, um, powerful gifts that we have in this life. Um, I want to turn the time back to you. We got a little bit of time left. Um, well, we'll make a little bit of time. We don't have a little bit of time left, but I, I just feel called to do this, Jake. Jake, do you have any final invitations? Um, any, any words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I feel like I, I should say that we are spirits in, in these mechanisms called bodies. It's, we're not bodies. They're, they're just here to serve us while we're here. And what you need to do is feed your soul because that's actually who you really are. Um, and, and you're tethered to a bigger soul that made us. Uh, and, and just by seeking that, every aspect of your life gets better, even if you're not very good at it. Just by making the effort daily to, to tether yourself to the, the spirit, the soul that, that made you, most of life's problems become small and gratitude becomes easy and your vision becomes bigger because it, it's been given to you. You're not chasing all the time. So I would encourage anyone who has never tried solitude or has tried before and failed, just go spend five minutes alone, away from all the distractions. I actually collect phones when we get together. Um, get spend five minutes with your eyes closed, breathing and just saying, show me what you got, God. I'm ready. And that is something 
that will absolutely change your life. It changed mine. I love that. Um, show me what you got. God, I, I love the simplicity, the directness, the modern, the modernization of the phrase as well. Of course, uh, however your soul feels inclined to, to whatever word choice you prefer on the matter, the, the idea of opening up uh, honestly, vulnerably um, with God is uh, it, it very much can um, have a, a phenomenal impact on the way you see things, the direction that your life's headed, uh, the results that you'll end up uh, getting out of those experiences, something that while we love to pretend that we understand the, the metrics, we understand the outcomes according to the, you know, the, the seeds that we plant, we don't know which seed is going to grow. Um, you know, you, you can't predict how many trees are going to come out of the seeds that you plant, but you can predict that if you follow that, that law of the harvest, um, that law of cultivation, that you will reap what you sow. Um, and this meditation experience is one that, that I'd like to honor. I'd also like to, to share that if uh, anything we shared from a religious standpoint is not aligned with your own religious theology, that's okay. Um, you know, we're not, I'm not, I don't think Jake's saying you have to believe what it is that we're putting down. Uh, I'm certainly not saying that. It's an invitation to check it out. My other invitation in relation to the soul concept is to also consider that maybe that maybe the body and the spirit are a combination for the soul. And some people believe that the body is not part of the soul, that it is just a, a mere vessel here. Some people believe that it's an interconnected piece that accompanies the soul without limitations, even though, again, some people see it as a limitation. That's for you to discover with God. Um, that's as is all, are all of these concepts. That's what make these opportunities beautiful. Jake, as a business advisor, man, I appreciate you. As a brother, I appreciate you. Um, and those of you who are listening, we will have a landing page dedicated to some of Jake's resources. So you can follow up and check those out. And if you're in a position where you're feeling called to share your vision on our channel, we'd love to have you. Um, go to the Be Our Guest button, uh, take a look at the process, get booked, and we'll see you on the other side. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time.